Hello, everyone on YouTube. I'm about to record the podcast, which is going to be great. Making sure I have the right microphone on. I'm even doing background content or I'm doing a time lapse behind you that you can't see right now. But let's just get going here. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and I'm going to get up all in your business today because I have been seeing something happen online that is just like a big red flag to me. And I'm pretty sure that most, if not all of you are not doing these 10 things I'm going to talk about today. So clearly you're interested in hiring. That's why you're looking at this video. And clearly you're looking at probably giving yourself more time and financial freedom, right? And the way to do that is to have an amazing people around you. I'm not even just talking about employees, but that's a whole nother conversation for the people that are around you. But today there are 10 specific things that I want to go through because the more and more I go through people's hiring processes, I see how much the devil is in the details. Um, I actually did a presentation, if any of you guys are listening, uh, at the Pet Boarding Expo in Vegas a couple of months ago, and I thought that I should probably take it here to you as well. So I'm going to give you a really good overview. We've also created graphics for this too, so that those who are uh, visually drawn can kind of see those steps. And I'm going to give you a very high view of this. I'm also going to tell you that um, I know that you need help with this when I see people posting, hey, I'm doing an interview. What's your favorite interview question? I'm like, eh, well, what are we hiring for? What are we interviewing for? What is the thing that we're looking at, right? And um, without knowing who you are intrinsically and like what you're looking for, meaning your company, then your picker is always going to be off. So it is my my goal that by the end of this podcast, you are going to be like, oh yeah, that was a good point. And that's something I definitely can improve on. So without further ado, let's get started. So the first step is going to be knowing your important qualities. What are you looking for? Because you might not be looking for the same thing someone else is looking for. And most of the time when I talk to people, the thing that they're most looking for is someone that will show up and do a good job and do it as good as me. Or there's some of you out there who will not hire because you don't think anyone will do it as good as you. Something that someone told me a long time ago that I always loved was that you don't want them to do it as good as you. You want them better than you. And here's why. You were running around with a chicken with your head cut off if you've been too afraid to hire because you didn't find you don't think you're going to find anyone that's going to be really good. But the fact of the matter is is that you are taking care of 10 things. They only have to take care of one thing. And so you have the unique opportunity to pour into them if you have a good onboarding and training and company culture and everything to make them better mini-me's of you. Okay. So get that, get that like in your head that you actually can have people that are better than you. That's exciting. If you really think about that. So step one is to know the most important qualities you're seeking. That could be, um, attention to detail. It could be empathy. It could be nurturing. It could be, um, strategic mapping because they have to do their route. It could be, um, a pet lover. It could be a uh, good communication. It could be teamwork. Whatever that is, and it doesn't mean that those are the only things you're looking for, but we need three things to really hone in on. And I want to encourage you to do that. The second thing is going to be uh, create attention grabbing hiring ads. So most of you guys have pretty boring corporate ones out there, or they're pretty dry. Um, we had a podcast episode with Joey Coleman a few weeks ago, which was spectacular. And he talked all about how the hiring ads, um, 
uh, he gave some really good examples actually in his book that just came out. I highly recommend you get it, but it will really get you excited about what a great hiring ad should look like. Um, so definitely take, um, kind of consider that. Think about the hiring ads like a love note. We could do a whole entire show on that. And I think we actually have Jillian, if you're listening, can you put it in the show notes for us? Um, but you know, that, that job ad is going to be pretty important for you. And I don't want you to just have one. Okay. You got to be able to have a couple out there to see which ones work along with the titles. So if you only have one job ad and you're only posting it and you're waiting there for 14, 15, 16, 17 days to get more applicants, you're doing it wrong. Okay. And that's the beauty about things like jazz HR, which I know you've heard me talk about before. I've been working with them since 2018 and they have helped hundreds of pet sitters because it works. It works so well that I've hired a nanny off of it. Okay. Um, but what it does is it allows you to systematize things so that you're not stealing so much time. And it's not just time, but it's also like creative thought in your head. It stops you. You have to, if you don't have a system set up that you can just bing, move people on to the next stage, then you're wasting a lot of time. And most likely that's going to actually lead to procrastination and overwhelm of, I have so many things to do. It is very important to systematize your hiring process. Those that have it systematized have a heck of a lot better time and, and uh, at finding people. In fact, many of my clients have a wait list, if you can believe it, no, it doesn't matter what is going on in the world. It matters who you're attracting. It's just like dating. All right. Um, so number three is establish your non-negotiables. What can you absolutely not have? The ones that I always see are things like you need to have a cell phone. You need to have your own transportation. You need to live in a certain area that you have clients. Those are just some of them. And um, those you guys do get, but you always put that in the hiring ad, like you better, you better, you better. And it's like almost like kind of scolding. And you're like, well, I had it in the ad and they don't read the ad. You're right. They don't read the ad. If you have a major ad, like a love note or a love letter or something interesting, they're skimming. And those are things that they can miss. So again, if you have a hiring system where you, and Jazz HR does this, um, where you only see the applications that come in that have your non-negotiables, then you're already a step ahead of the game, right? It's so cool. So let's just review really quick. Step one is knowing the important qualities you're seeking. Number two is create attention grabbing headlines. Number three is deciding on your non-negotiables. Number four is to create the phases in questions. So we talked about, we thought about in step one, the important qualities. Now, how are we gonna actually find out if they have them? Well, we have to create some really great questions. Where I see people go sideways on this is they send them an application that has a 50,000 questions and they're questions that they're just like, I'm just throwing them out there because I found it on a pet sitting group or someone said I should ask this, but they have no reason or understanding for why they actually are asking that question or what they're seeking to get from it. Some people are just seeking, hey, did you fill it out? Or do you have a pulse and can you write? And that is why you're not having success. Okay. So we want, we want to build out three phases. That means I'm going to be like, hi, so-and-so I'd like to get to know you better. Can you please answer me these three questions? You send them those questions and they come back. Thank you so much for answering those questions. I have three more questions, but in this process too, like the initial email, you're going to tell them about your process or dare I challenge you to do what Joey Coleman says in never lose an employee, his book, to actually put the questions on your website. 
So when you're about to start this interview process, you can say, you can review our stages of our process or our interview, and maybe there's a welcome video from you on there. What this is doing is this whole entire process is establishing the fact that you're a professional, that you've got your stuff together and that they can like rely and trust on you. Okay. This is like a big deal. Think about it, what it looks like from the applicant standpoint. You are not the only job that they are applying for in town, but you have a unique opportunity to be exciting and, and something that they really want to run to. Okay. Step five is systematize the rating and scoring. I want you to think about this stage as if you had 20 people and you already had an internal office staff, or maybe you already do right now. And the thing is, is that if you can then say you move them onto the next phase or they have completed these three phases, if, and then maybe it's on a scale of one to five, maybe it's A, B, C, D, E, and you tell them like, okay, uh, this question, there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer, but if you explain your thought process, then you automatically move on to the next one. That is for you to figure out. There are hundreds of variations. This is why literally when I do this process with people, it takes eight hours in an Airbnb and we pepper the walls with all of this stuff. We create the questions, we create the systems, we create all of it. And it is miraculous. Like, um, I, I have this one client, Becky, two years ago, um, we revamped this whole entire thing. And now she only comes in at step 10 to let, I'm sorry, not step 10, but the last interview, um, where these people are already qualified. Her whole like office staff has done all of like the vetting and these people not only get hired, but they stay on with her which is a really big deal because I think we also forget that like right after training, after, you know, the fire hose of information, we're just like, okay. And we forget to keep nurturing this relationship. So we want to elevate our thought process and we want to show up as an amazing leader and professional and, and, and create this company team and culture that people love us so much that they want to go out and tell their friends that they should work with us. They become advocates for our company. Joey Coleman also talks about that and never lose an employee. You got to grab that book. You guys, I'm not even kidding. All right. So step five was systemize rating and scoring. Step six is to gather all the questions for all the interviews and the objectives. So oftentimes people show, business owners show up to interviews and they're like, they either talk too much and that's bad because they're basically explaining everything. And it's not a chance. This is not the time for you to explain things. This is the time for you to be the detective. It's the time for you to follow up on other questions, ask them to elaborate, see if it stays the same, examine any places that you might've had a question about um, and also see how prepared they are. One of my favorite things that I've said everywhere, I've said it in Employee Quick Start, uh, that's the downloadable program that you can get. Uh, you can be ready for employees in 30 days or less through the four different uh, modules in there. Um, and that's the drink test. So you ask a question and you take a drink. Yeah, it's that simple. It means be quiet <laughs> and, and let them answer. Okay. And so you have to figure out, okay, I always recommend two interviews. One is like a short 15 minute zoom call. And the other one is more of a half hour one. And at the end of that first one, I always recommend that you tell them, okay, go back and like, you know, think about it, talk to whoever you need to talk about. If you're still interested, let me know tomorrow by noon. There is a reason because this is now like the seventh time that you've had like interaction with them, generally speaking. And by this time they need to want the position. Most of the time, you guys don't even know if someone wants the position until you ask them. And at that point, they're like, well, yeah, no one else hired me. So I guess I'll take this job. Meanwhile, they're still interviewing. And then all of a sudden you get ghosted or they don't show up or they're like, ah, just kidding. 
after you've trained them. So it's really important this stage so that you're actually building that, that dual like ability. Okay. I want you to think about that. All right. So, uh, that's step six. Step seven is something that everybody forgets about. And, um, again, Joey Coleman kind of like has some really good ideas on this. We are very much in line with our hiring processes, but he has the most brilliant ideas, but your job offer letter should be so exciting that they want to like tell everyone in their household or they want to tell their friends. How are you getting them excited about the fact that you're like, I want to offer you this job and I'm so excited. And this is going to be great because of this, 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 and this is what we really loved about you. Validate them. That kind of stuff can go a long way and get people excited because just like buyer's remorse, people have a lot of um, uh, new hire remorse, right? They're like, yay, I got a job, but is it going to be the right job? And am I going to like it? So you really need to start taking the lead and making a exciting moment for that. Um, step eight is onboarding uh, that inspires the new employee. So onboarding, I define onboarding as the boring stuff. So getting all the paperwork in, getting direct deposit set up, getting them into time to pet or precise pet care or whatever it is that you use, um, getting all of like the admin stuff done. But this is a really great opportunity if you do this face-to-face -face or, or on Zoom for you to get to know them and just like spend some time with them or your office manager or the training manager, whoever that, that face of the company is going to be. And this onboarding process does not have to be mundane or boring. A great little tip, if you're going to do it over Zoom, send them a $10 Starbucks card to their phone like a couple hours earlier and say, hey, grab a Starbucks on me uh, for our meeting coming up. Like, whoa, I love my boss already. Like you can do different things to make things exciting. Okay. Obviously, I don't have time to go all into all the details on this. And this is also, like I said, why it takes eight hours when I go travel and I do intensives, either in person in your city where I rent an Airbnb and you come to me, or um, you come here to Arizona and I give you an Airbnb for two nights and I come to you for the day. All right. So that step eight was the onboarding inspires the new employees. Step nine is a training program that is intentional and systematized. Now, y'all know by now, I am the co-founder of Pet Care Team Training, petcareteamtraining.com, um, where you can basically give your video training to all of your employees, and they can get two certifications in under four hours. That's two hours each. One is Pet Care First Aid, a CPR, and the other one is a dog walking pet sitting certification. It basically covers everything you need to know. But of course, you're going to have to have an employee handbook and manual, which DM me or email me, Bella at jumpconsulting.net if you don't have one and need one. Ours is updated every single year by an HR person. Pretty cool, huh? And uh, it has pictures and it's expansive. I mean, like literally we have all the solutions. I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, and then, um, so you have the handbook and manual, which is kind of boring and overwhelming, right? And then you've got the video training, which you can see and hear. And with pet care team training, you can personalize that training, right? It's not like you're sending them to an abyss of 200 videos with a whole bunch of talking heads. Like these videos are really exciting. But whatever you choose to do in your training, you want to do it in an exciting way. You don't want to be like, hey, shadow me for seven, 10 days. I've heard of this before. Just keep following me until I think you got it. 
that is overwhelming. It is not sexy. It does not turn anybody on. It does not make them excited. It makes them wonder, am I good enough? Am I picking it all up? Am I missing anything? Everything's everywhere. There's no structure. There's no way that your brain can actually focus on certain things. So another thing that I always recommend is two on the job training days and you have a theme for each one. Now, does that mean that's the only thing they pick up? No, but what it does is it gives your brain a good um, uh, 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 track to remember and think on. All right, let's move on to step number 10, which is really important. And I will guarantee that 95% of you missed this step that could help you so much. And that is analyze and tweak all right. Let me tell you a story about one of my jump mastermind members. Um, he realized that his application flow had really slowed down. Like it was like, yay, boom. And so he knew that because he had this system built out that he could go back and find out where things were dropping off. Lo and behold, there was a logarithm change. He found out what it was. He made the tweaks he needed to do and it started flowing again. All right. So what I see people go, well, I don't know. I got applications. I got them on the phone. I talked to them on the phone for a long time. I felt really good about them. I showed them the job and then I hired them. And I really don't have any confidence that it's going to work out, but I'm just praying and crossing my fingers and toes and hoping that it works. <laughs> you're better than that. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a jumper. And that means that you do things differently. That means that you don't go with everybody else and just keep perpetuating the same bad habits that we see in Facebook groups and at conferences and online. It means that you're thinking about this as a systematic business. And I will keep saying forever, if you do not systematically solve how to get more clients and how to get employees, you will forever be struggling. You are going to be that person that at year seven, eight, nine, ten 10 is still doing the same thing you were doing at year four, five, and six. It is time to accelerate. It is time to evolve. It is time to build the stages out. I promise you, if you do the hard work and you figure out these stages now, it is going to grossly enhance your company and decrease your stress level. I, I literally, I vouch my entire career on this. I'm telling you that right now because I know it works because I've had so many people that it's worked for, but you got to be bold enough, gutsy enough, strong enough, disciplined enough to do, to put out all of these stages. And like I said, I mean, it takes us eight hours to do all of this stuff. And if you want to know how we can do this, either virtually or in person, let me know. There will be a birthday sale coming up in July. Um, and just consider that there might be a different way of doing things before you jump to the stage of there's no one to hire. Nobody wants to work. No one wants to stay hired before you do that. Consider for a minute what I'm saying right now. Does it not work or does it not work this way? Does it not work or is it not working this way? Guys, if this is resonating with you, I can never say that word. <laughs> I want to hear from you. I want you to email me, bella at jumpconsulting.net. I want you to DM me on Instagram, Bella Vasta, or on Facebook. I am everywhere. And say, Bella, I just listened to this podcast. I need help. You know where we can help? We can start. If we've never met each other before, we can start on a free complimentary 20-minute call where you can just complain and complain. And I'm going to pinpoint exactly what you need to do because that's my gift and talent. That's my like superpower. 
I can figure out where it's broken and what we need to do. I just need you to show up with the determination and discipline to do it with me. So are you ready to get rid of all your hiring problems? Or let's not say all of them. That's not accurate. Let's say 70 to 80% of them. Are you ready to step it up and do what you need to do? Do these 10 steps. Let me review them once before I let you guys go today and you can get on to the next episode. Step one, know the important qualities. Step two is attention grabbing hiring ads. Step three is your non-negotiables. Step four is creating the phases and questions. Step five is systematic, systematized rating and scoring. Six is gather the questions and, and for the interviews. Seven is create the most exciting job offer. <laughs> Step eight is onboarding that inspires new employees. That makes them excited. Step nine is also a training program that is intentional and systematized. It's not overwhelming and all over the place and not concrete. Make it concrete. Like commit to it, guys. And number 10, the biggest one, analyze and tweak. I hope this is like jogged your memory on something at the very least, please comment and tell me which of these steps you want to improve on. And like I said, there's the offers always out there. I want to meet you. I want to help you. This is literally my life's work. My life's work is helping the pet sitting and dog walking industry. And I want to hear from you. So let's do it together. I want you to remember that hiring does stink, but it doesn't always have to stink. And I want to encourage you in closing, as I always say, that when it feels like you're lying awake at night thinking, oh my God, if one person quits, my whole organization's gonna fall down. Or if one person gets sick, my whole organization's gonna fall down. Or how am I gonna find that next employee? Or I can't even breathe, or I just missed out on 4th of July, or I'm missing out on summer with my kids. There is another way to do these things. When you get down, I want to encourage you to always keep jumping. You'll keep the momentum going and you won't stay in that rut. You guys, Talk to you next time. Thank you so much. It's been another episode of Bella in your business. Thank you for joining me. Whew. Okay. Um, hi. <laughs> I get a little preachy, right? Like I get in this like motivation, like woo, 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 because I really feel it. And I really do want you guys to understand that a lot of the ways that people are trying to solve things aren't actually the ways that are going to solve it. And I know this because I am so uniquely positioned in so many businesses that literally you explained to me what your process is. And I was like, oh, we need to tweak that. We need to do this. We need to do this. Boom. And it's worked for so, so many people. Okay. I'm going to stop talking. Got more things to do today. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Do you guys like this behind the scenes thing? Let me know. Let me know in the comments. Tag me because uh, we're doing this. I don't even know if you like Okay, bye.